You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First to the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. And away we go, week three kickoff. Boomer and Valeni. I mean, the close of these games in both windows was banana land. Yeah, you know, the NFL is just picking up right where it left off from last year's playoff run. You know, we all thought that was the best football we had ever seen through the playoffs. Now, this is some of the most ugly football we've ever seen, but it's also making it for the most compelling. And when you think about the Jets and the Browns and how that game ended and the fact that it took 2,331 games before somebody came back from a 13 or more point deficit under two minutes in a game. And it had, and to, it be. had to be the Jets. And, and it had to be against the Browns. Wasn't the last time this happened the Browns? The like Browns. 20 years ago in 01, right? Yes. It's all, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's such a beautiful thing. And to me, <laughs> <laughs> we sit there at the NFL today and we watch these games, Mike. And I'm telling you, we're coming out of our seats uh, with some of, the, some of the things that are happening. You know, we have a couple onside kicks that have recovered the last couple of weeks. We haven't seen that in a while. No. Things have changed. Things are adapting. But I have to say, it is the king sport. And every single week, there's something that happens that we've never seen before. And I can't wait to order you your very own fudgy to brown elf thing guy <laughs> hat. You want one? No, I do not Come want on. one. No, I'm a former Bengal, man. You I think know. I want a Browns hat? And no. By the way, I don't think you know, Browns fans want that logo. Well, you know how I feel about what's going on out there and what's happened out there. Oh, I know. And, uh, you know, it couldn't happen to a better franchise. And you just hate to I, see I, it. I love the fans. The fans are great. The fans are some of the best fans and most loyal fans in all of sport. We all know that. Browns fans are. But, you know, the ownership and some of the decisions oh, that they've made over the last 20 years are just you know, rock your brain. You ever you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I do. Latte Larry. <laughs> Latte You're Larry's operating right. the Spite Store. <laughs> yeah. And the Browns are Mocha Joe. All right, let's get to the rundown. This, this is the NFL Rundown. All right, Booms, I want to start out with the Bills. 41-7 on Monday night. Just a, a demolition of the Titans. But here's my question. Are they one of one where they're on their own tier? Or are there some other teams you're willing to put at the table with them? I think if the Bucks get healthy, uh, I would put them at the table. I would put. Uh, I would also put the Chargers at the table. I, I, I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to be biased, but I do believe that the Bengals are a very good team. Um, but the Bills seem to be on that trajectory that we have seen other players and teams go on where you just know that they are a Super Bowl-caliber team, and that's Josh Allen. And I said it after week one when they won their opening game against the Rams. Uh, you know, he set the pace for the MVP race, and all he did is now is add to it. Yeah. They've scored 72 points in their first two games. They're the top-scoring offense in the league, just ahead of your Lions, by the way. Hey, uh, so hey. they are flying, and they are going to be difficult to beat. And really, one of the more interesting matchups this week 
against Miami in Miami. You know what I like, too? And, and it's it's subtle, but I think it's going to help them come playoff time. Their offensive line, I think, is making that transition from finesse to physical and getting Saffold and bringing in a couple of grinders. They're now able, I think, to be able to get physical when they need to to close games. Yeah, watching this game uh, on Monday night, I'm thinking, you know, Harold Landry is a huge loss for the Titans because they had virtually no pass rush yeah. whatsoever. And then you watch the way that Josh Allen is playing. And and I remember when he was young, younger player, you know, he's like a bucking Bronco and he's running all over the place. And now his game is refined to where he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. And he can basically do anything on the football field that he wants. On any play. Right. And I think I told you in our first show that Brian Dayball, his former offense coordinator, now the head coach for the Giants, told me off air that Josh used to come to him and say, look, call a run in the first couple of plays. I got to get hit. I got to get hit. <laughs> so, you know, he is a great football player. And he does really truly remind me of a young Ben Roethlisberger but I don't think Ben ran as much as Josh. I think Josh is a, a superior athlete. But, man, his arm is, you know, it's a, it's a cannon. And we saw that on Monday night. All right, you brought up the Bengals. So I want to I segue into that because, I, look, no one doubts their talent. I love Joe Burrow. I don't know if there's a tougher dude in the league. But, Boomer, th- this has got David Carr, Texans vibes. They're going to get him killed. 28 career games, 96 sacks. Yeah, part of it's his fault. Let me hear it. Well, you know, we as quarterbacks uh, have to get rid of the ball. We have to know where our pass protection is going, and we have to know where our vulnerabilities are, and then we have to react accordingly. So uh, out of all of these sacks that have happened over the last two years, I would probably tell you maybe 35 to 40% he doesn't have to take. Wow. Uh, He is gutsy. He'll stand in there, and he'll take off with the ball. He's a very good athlete. I give him all that. But, you know, there are four new offensive linemen standing in front of him. And when I was in Cincinnati, we had an offensive line coach. His name was Jimmy McNally. And I used to have to sit in with him in the offensive line on Thursday and Friday and go over all the pass protections and be able to communicate all those pass protections in a matter of about three to five seconds, depending on who we were playing and what they were doing defensively. Watching the Bengals over the last two weeks, especially against the Steelers in week one, those guys were confused, especially when you play against a 34 defensive front with all the different combinations of blitzes that they can bring, and they do it better than anybody in the NFL. That that offensive line, even though they are experienced, they're not communicating with one another. That would be the thing that really jumps out at me. And then the second thing is Joe Burrow has got to get rid of the football. Tom Brady barely gets hit. Did you catch, though, did you catch a couple times during the game? He's yelling, and I, I don't want to – make an accusation, but it looked like he was yelling at Zach Taylor saying, get me some help, you know, get him a chip, give me some. Zach Taylor also has, you know, they love going five wide. They love going zero. I, I, am I wrong on this? Yeah, well, uh, you're wrong on the, you're not wrong on that, and especially when you have a guy like Micah Parsons on the other side or T.J. Watt in the previous game. Right. So they've seen two of the best pass rushers who basically are not getting the help uh, or the offensive line, or the running back, or the tight end, whoever's being asked to block those guys in those situations are not getting the help they need. Quick quick uh, point is, if you remember when the Bucks played the Cowboys a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So Donovan Smith, the left tackle of the Buccaneers, goes down. So this kid Wells comes in and plays left tackle. The next play, Micah, Micah Parsons all over Tom Brady. Tom Brady now is screaming at Wells as they're walking off the field. So now what do they do? They go and they tell Fournette, you got to chip this guy. we got to right. help our left tackle. And that's exactly the kind of communication 
and the kind of adaptation that you have to have when you have a team like the Bengals. And that's what they have to do. They have to somehow support him a little bit better, but he can support himself by getting rid of the ball and not holding on to it. Let me go to the next thing, uh, Micah Parsons. So I want you to fill in the blank because I want to see where you're at with it. I know where I am, but he is the best pure edge rusher since. Wow. You know, I know some people are comparing him to Lawrence Taylor. I need to see more of that. Um, I'll tell you, Bruce Smith was unbelievable. Miles Garrett is unbelievable. Uh, Miles Garrett is a guy that can do things with his body at his size that are very hard to do, and that's lower that inside shoulder. The thing about uh, Micah Parsons is that he can come from either side. There it is. And sometimes they keep him in the middle of the defense, and he can come up the middle. So I think when it's all over said and done, if he can stay healthy, he'll go down as one of the most, uh, if not the most, or the best pass rusher in in football because of his versatility of coming from either side. Well, and it's like when you talk to people in in the league, you know, there are great players every week you're going to face somebody, but the guys that are static, you can game plan for. Parsons is the guy that keeps you up every night because you don't know where he's coming from. All right, so this comes back to your pass protection conversation that we were just having about the Bengals. If I were playing and we were playing the Cowboys, the first thing I'd do is i find number 11 – when we're in passing situations. Now, I would want to run at him, too. I want to make him play physical football and trying to make some tackles down the field as well as leaving him on an open edge. And I'll tell you what, the Buccaneers slowed him down. I mean, that chip block by Leonard Fournette in one was unbelievable. And that's the kind of thing. I played with a guy by the name of Larry Centers when I was with the Cardinals. And Larry did that to Michael Strahan in a game when we were playing the Giants. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I well, loved it. But, but it also makes him keep his head on a swivel. you got to slow him down. you got to slow him down, and that's how you do it. And that's why Daniel Jones on Monday night and oh, the boy. offense are going to have to find him and make sure that he doesn't have that game record impact that he has had you know, early here on in his career. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You brought the bucks. I want to I go that direction because I feel like there's a transformation going on. Yes, with the Evans, you know, getting kicked out, suspension, Julio's already banged up. Tell me if you've heard that before. But when you look at the Bucs, do we have to accept that they are different? Meaning, they they have the best defense in the league, in my opinion. They have a power running game element. They're good at it. Fournette looks good. And Brady can be more of a game manager where, again, I know he's frustrated. He's slinging laptops everywhere. <laughs> but, Boomer, are they almost throwback Ravens? Great D, they're going to pound you, and Brady will make the right throws. I'll tell you who they are. They're they're throwback Denver Broncos who won Super Bowl 50 against the Panthers. Okay. And the reason I say that, it's not because Tom Brady's hurt. It's because their offense is not going to be nearly as uh, explosive as it was when everybody was healthy and Gronk was in the lineup and everything else. Uh, But they did have that great defense. And Von Miller told me that, you know, we had to get Peyton back under center. We didn't care if he threw five passes or 25 passes or 50 passes. We just knew that we had to have our leader back on the field with us. So, and, and you know, if you remember, 
that year they actually won with their backup quarterback. I forget his name. He went to Houston, got that big contract and everything. But Osweiler. Yeah, that's, I forgot his name. The guy's the got reason a neck that's three name. feet long. And then, well, it's kind of like Peyton. But you also had to uh, remind me of his name. Don't worry about but it. But Von Miller said, look, we got to get Peyton back in here. And the reason we got to get Peyton back in here is because we now believe that we're good. Right. And if you remember Super Bowl 50 against the Panthers, the pa- the uh, Broncos did very little offensively. No. That was all Von Miller and Demarcus Lawrence and that defense uh, that really helped Peyton win that Super Bowl. So that's what Tom Brady is to the Buccaneers. So that defense knows as long as they got TB12 over there and they keep him in the game. It's the belief. That's the belief that they can win. Is it, All right. So I, I got to do this because I, you know, there are a lot of guys in this league I'm not a huge fan of, but there, there are some I love. I'm a big Tua guy. Always have been. Felt like he was in a bad situation. They didn't do right by him. Boomer. Makes sense of what the hell I watched in the fourth grade. Does this mean Tua's good now? Yeah, I think he's really good. I okay. think uh, everybody says that he's accurate and he throws about as catchable a ball as there ever has been thrown. The difference is, for you, me, and everybody else who's watching, it's left-handed, so it looks a little bit unique. Right. It was interesting. On Twitter this week, somebody took the film, and I don't know how they did this, and they flipped the film around, and they showed two are throwing right-handed, and it looked really normal and really good. I don't know if you saw this. No. I'll show it to you. Yeah, please do. It's amazing. And you're saying to yourself, wow, he's pretty damn good. What they did in the fourth quarter and the way they did it, and with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill – they're going to be a bitch to deal with every week because it seems like now the confidence is there between everybody, and they know that Tua has the arm, and they know that he's going to be accurate with it. So, um, And McDaniel's yeah. a great play designer. Well, I mean, McDaniel himself, just the whole thing is great. Oh, I, I love Tua. He's, he's out there in a gold watch. He's out there in the shades. I go, this guy's amazing. He's the opposite of your guy in Detroit, Dan Campbell. Yeah, he was a wrestling character. Exactly. It's like the Undertaker. So it it kind of shows you that you can win both ways. Sure you can. But uh, I think Mike McDaniel is a breath of fresh air in the NFL. His press conferences are great. Uh, and the more they win, the more his way will be accepted and the more unique he'll become. You know what's interesting? There was a fun a fun number I saw. So Ravens secondary, total yards they had to run covering yeah. Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill, 8,200 yards in that game. Yeah, two receivers, both over 170 yards and two touchdowns in the same it's- game. That's Never a problem. Doesn't happen. And that speed, it's a problem. And speed, and that's why everybody in the NFL is trying to get faster. And everybody sees what Tyree Kill does. He changes the game. The dynamics are completely different. I used to be all about the big, tall, wide receivers because bigger targets, they sure. go up Red to the ball threat. and all that stuff. And there's a place for them, of course. You know, Devontae Adams being one sure. of them and Justin Jefferson and guys like that. But man, when you got guys like Tyree Kill, the game changes. And the defense all of a sudden is back on their heels. And I don't know what's going on with defenses, but how many blown coverages have we already seen in week in, in only two weeks of play? It looks, it looks, you know, you brought it up last week. I totally agree. I just think you got a lot of guys who haven't played. They don't play in the preseason. They don't rep in the preseason. Now you're out here live fire, and you get play designers like McDaniel, McVeigh, Reed, and you make any mistake. Any false step, any miscommunication, it's just it's it's open by 30 yards. I also think that there are a lot of rookies that are being asked yeah. to play very prominent roles on defense. And those mistakes are obvious to their coaches and they're obvious to the fans when you see guys like Corey Davis running wide open 
against Cleveland down the middle of the field, and that's two weeks in a row that Cleveland's defense gave up huge plays. They did the same thing against the Panthers. Give you, I, I need a minute on the Eagles. Are we witnessing the NFC's best team before our eyes right now? Well, I, I still think Tampa. Okay. I still think Tampa because of that defense. You know, the Eagles settled in finally. You know, they 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 kind of collapsed a little bit in week one against Detroit. Um, I told you, I am a um, Jalen Hurts fan. I love, I root for him. I love him. I think we all should because he's a second-round draft pick. He had, a, he had to leave Alabama because of Tua. Uh, nobody really – I guess you could say people believed in him because the second-round draft, just, which I was, means that people do think that you can play. The question is they're, they're not sure just how good you're going to turn out to be. Right. The one thing I'll say about him, and I think I told you this last week, I ask you, tomorrow, if you have a game – who do you want as your quarterback? Kyler Murray, a first-round overall pick, just got a second contract, or Jalen Hurts to win you a football game? Who are you taking? I would take Hurts because I know what I'm getting. Kyler, maybe the highest ceiling in the league, the lowest floor. So I asked everybody at the NFL today that same question that I asked you, and this was prior to Kyler doing what he did against the Raiders in the fourth quarter running around all over the place. Every single one, without hesitation, said they would take Jalen Hurts. All right, let's pick some games. It's kickoff. Boomer and Valenny.